Again, here on Westwood One, this is the Steve Day Show podcast, powered by CRTV. I want to thank Todd and Aaron for holding on the fort while I was away. We love to know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the program. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. And we just mentioned, powered by CRTV. We just wrapped up the television show for CRTV. And gentlemen, let's give the audience a little taste of what's to come later today at CRTV.com. Todd, your thoughts. Aaron, you want to go? Go ahead. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I usually don't. Uh, I try. I try to tease things a little bit. Uh, some most of the time, those teases are bad. I'm not even going to tease tease this. I, I'm not even going to try to I, fake news or not. Go on Facebook if you have Facebook. Steve Day's show. It's probably up there. Uh, today's fake news or not is probably already up there. You need to watch that. Uh, you need to remember constantly or remind yourself about some of the people who have run or are still running things in the Republican Party, and you need to remember that they hate you. That's a great promo, by the way, what I just did. That's a great promo for the show. People hate you. Tune in. That's actually, see, that seems to be what's working. <laughs> Very few, fewer people tune in if you're like, you know, these folks are really nice and they have a wonderful singing voice. Well, that's nice. But, you know, as long as when, when we're saying they hate you, mm-hmm. it's an honest bait yep. to click. Yep. If we're telling you the truth, I have no problem with it. And, yep. in, and in this very clip, I think that the audience will see today, it absolutely is the truth. Yep. No doubt about it. Todd? Yeah, it's as if on this... Uh two-day break here you were on festivus you came back it was time for the airing of grievances i gotta say this can i just say this i have kept my mouth shut about this for the last two weeks yep i am i'm i'm at the breaking point with the mccain sanctimony i yep. can't handle it that's anymore. what i was just gonna say i can't i can't i can't i, I can't even I, now I, okay? I told you i told you last week i have not been putting it in my montages because what needs to be said about him i don't want to say about a dying man if, there, i don't joking about a dying just, man Taking away, you know, I stood 20 feet from Trump, literally 20 feet from him, when he said, I like soldiers who weren't captured. I saw the reaction of that room, 1,200 evangelicals was, in that room. I was one of them. I, I, I had that same reaction. That's, that's the reason why. I, why was I standing 20 feet from Trump? Because he was going to come off the stage and try to close me to go work for him on his campaign. And that was the, that, along with I've never asked God for forgiveness, were the moments that caused me to walk away. There, there is simply, it's never a good occasion, ever, unless the person is, an, is outright a fiend, like a serial killer, a tyrant, to cheer or mock someone dying, period. Can we all agree on that? Yes. yes. It's, it's just, it's inhumane, inhumane. And now that we have stipulated to that, and yes, I don't even know who Kelly Sadler is, never heard the name in my life until last week, whoever he or she is should follow through with the promise they gave to Meghan McCain and apologize publicly for that. There's no place for that. Now that we've stipulated that, to watch these freaking liberals who sat there three seconds after John McCain clinched the GOP nomination and then spend the next six damn months, he's a racist, misogynist, homophobe. He's the greatest threat to, to, to reproductive choice. That was Planned Parenthood's commercial that ran on my radio station. I remember it. The same John McCain, by the way, who was who for his entire political career until he ran for president the second time in 08 was actually against Roe v. Wade being overturned. Go back and look up YouTube clips of go, go, go search John McCain 2000 presidential election Roe v. Wade and you'll see on YouTube he ran for president the first time in 2000 on he didn't want Roe v. Wade overturned. This guy's never been with us guys. He's never been with us. He's not the maverick. He's a progressive a great patriotic progressive who admirably served his country and endured a hell we wouldn't wish on 
most of our worst enemies, and he did it for the country he loves. I don't deny that any more than I don't deny H.R. McMaster's patriotism. We just don't have the same worldview as those guys. They're all progressives. McCain would have us in invading every Middle Eastern country if he could. And you can't sit there and tell me that because he's about, he's, he, he has a terminal illness, he's still an active member of the U.S. Senate. His views are absolutely fair game. Criticizing his service to the country and the Hanoi Hilton, cheering on his death, fair, makes you look like you're a clown. But you can't. But you can't then sit around the same leftist in the media who branded, who did everything they could to destroy this guy once he became the Republican nominee ten years ago, then turning around and telling us we're not allowed though to differ with his political views because he has this illness. Is he still in the Senate, Todd? Yes. Has he resigned his seat? No. Then you bet your damn bippy you can disagree with his views. He's drawn a paycheck from you, the American people, and until that ends, you, the boss, the American people. Writing the checks around here, you can disagree as you damn well please. The sanctimony with this, I've just had enough of it. It has infuriated me for two weeks. I've kept my mouth shut. I'm just, I'm, as the great prophet Alan Iverson once said, I'm tired. I'm tired. Enough. This is so fake. It's all fake. Watching all these people, I was up flying back home yesterday, watching all these people on, in the media tweeting, nobody, and the, nobody asked in Republican delegates and asked Trump about Kelly Sadler's comments about John McCain. Why? Because they probably realize you, Mr. Liberal, in the media's so-called uh, genuflection and, and, and empathy and compassion is a scam. Because if this guy were the Republican president of the United States right now, he'd be a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic bigot, period. And we all know that. That is the game. That's the game. That doesn't excuse inhumane behavior on any level. That's not acceptable. Cheering the death of Osama bin Laden, good. Short of that sort of a fiend, a John Wayne Gacy, a Richard Ramirez, where justice is clearly done. No, you don't do that. That's, that's just inhumane. And the people that did that ought to be ashamed. They have so little self-control. When, when John McCain on the issues has given you how many re- legit reasons to criticize him? Many. Many! And now, for the and, rest of us who actually do want right. to criticism, criticize him, we're now like, oh boy, you can't touch that's this. Because right. now we're going to be painted as one of those people who are cheering on his death, which is not the case. No, it's not, not the case at all. I, I, um, I, I admire his heroism. What Donald Trump said about him, and I can't stand McCain, the politician. What Donald Trump said about him, when I stood there and watched it and witnessed it with my own eyes and with my own ears, it altered the course of my career. I, I just couldn't abide that. I, I knew I could not go out there tomorrow and defend something like that because I don't, I, don't I don't believe in that stuff. I'm not going to defend what I don't believe. Neither am I going to let you get away. If, with defending what you clearly don't believe either. Because these people in the media acting like John McCain's their pal, but he could have sure used a few of those back in the fall of 2008, right? All of a sudden, dude's leading the polls in early September. Go back and look. Real clear politics polling average. First week of September, John McCain's ahead. I guarantee you, if you look it up, you'll find that's the truth. And what changed? He suspends his campaign because we have this serious economic crisis. The blow up in Wall Street. Remember the housing market bubble? And he needs to suspend his campaign to go to Washington and save America and do this TARP bailout that had an 86% approval rating when Scott Rasmussen Rasmussen still actually ran Rasmussen polling. He hasn't, guys, for like eight years. But he was still running it back then. I remember he told me this on the phone. This is the most unpopular piece of legislation I've ever pulled in my career was the TARP. McCain was a driving force to getting it passed. And he went from leading the real clear politics polling average in early September. And in less than two months, he got absolutely annihilated in that election. Where were all these media people that cared about John McCain's legacy then? Because I'm guessing probably McCain was looking around around Halloween of 2008 thinking, what do you mean we, Lone Ranger? Looks like I'm out here on my, I'm out here with my you-know-what flapping in the wind. All by my, I'm all by myself out here. 
this co- this coverage you're seeing is a f- it's it's the biggest fake news since those were actual civilians storming the gates of of Israel the other day. Okay, good lord, it's so fake. And don't listen if you if you're not human enough that you can't applaud. I disagree with 20 things FDR did in his administration. And I praise God that he was here to help save Western civilization at the exact same time. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. If you aren't capable of that, then you're just not an adult. Then this probably ain't the show for you. Although actually it might be because you probably need spanked and we will do that. We We will provide you the discipline that was clearly not given to you as a child. If you can't clearly say to John McCain, you're a hero, man. I welcome you home. But your heroism doesn't mean I just put up with you doing leftist progressive policies in the Senate your whole career, and I just don't have to say anything about that. That's a false choice. That's a false choice. And I've and I've, I've I'm just I've had it with all the false choices. And this one I have tried to avoid because you do have a dying man here, but they they're at the point now where they're just they're flat out lying to us. And that clip we play that you're going to see today at CRTV, that clip from his campaign manager, Stephen Schmidt, is so full of horse pucky that someone ought to scoop it up and shove it right back down his throat and make him choke on it on a live camera. Todd, what's done to you about the show? Uh, that... <laughs> Yeah, and you got you got a little spring in your step when you heard that the Pope might retire too. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm like, for a second I thought you know Trump might be God's anointed. But, that, that, it might, that maybe it is true. Remember, this when this Pope he just kind of has a history of just throwing stuff out there That's and not tying a, a you know a fine end on it. So don't get all excited there. This will be the latest from the Vatican News Agency. Uh, this was an incorrect translation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to watch today's television show, CRTV.com, promo code DACE, if he retires, we are absolutely here. I'm going right to the management here at CRTV, including Mr. Big Shot, who writes the checks around here. He's Catholic, by the way. I'm going right to him, and I'm saying we begin the campaign, Todd for Pope, now. It begins now. I think it's already begun. And, I, and and we're going with making the papacy great again. We're going with that. <laughs> MAPA. MAPA. <laughs> All right. Although that acronym actually doesn't work, does it? No, because there's no way there. But it sounded good in my head, didn't it? It sounded good in my head. Anyway, promo code DACE. Start. It's a good start. Promo code DACE. If you want to watch our show today at CRTV.com, CRTV.com, promo code DEA. C-E, and you won't get just access to our show, but all of the shows we do each and every day here exclusively at CRTV.com. Now, on with the rest of the podcast. It's our weekly game of Buy, Sell, or Hold. Our producer, Aaron, throws out a series, we hope, anyway, of interesting slash provocative statements. Todd and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Hopefully with at least one good reason why. Once per show, we are permitted a hold. But only in extreme circumstances like the proposition thrown to us is so lame, we wouldn't dignify it with an answer. Otherwise, uh, not taking a stand when you are compelled to is a clear dude code violation for which you will absolutely be embarrassed and scorned right here on Westwood One for doing so. Aaron, you're up. John Bolton will exit the administration before Mike Pompeo. Sell. Guys, John Bolton has been trying to get in the Trump administration since exactly. three seconds after that vote was certified. AP called Pennsylvania on election night, all right? I mean, how many, how many, you know how many appearances that guy had to make on Fox News? Do you know how many times he had to make trips to the White House? Dude is not letting this one go without a fight. So a better question would be who lasts longer, Rudy Giuliani or John Bolton? Who's who's more willing oh, to suffer you? any indignity in order to remain oh. would have been a better question. But this one is easy. Easy. And, and I think if they continue on the road they're on right now, um, I could see them lasting quite a long time. If, listen, if you produce for Trump, he'll put up with, he'll put up with just about anything if you can produce for him. So... Now, the North Korea thing, what you're seeing right now, we'll talk more about this in the CRTV show tomorrow, but what you're seeing right now is the North Koreans are like, you know, 
the American administration is getting a lot of political benefit out of this. This is they're doing what Gorbachev tried to do to Reagan at Reykjavik, which is give me everything I want because you can't put up with the media scrutiny if I walk away and we don't have an agreement. Your local press will kill yep. you. This is art of the deal. Yep, your local press will kill you. So give us give away SDI, give away all your strategic advantages, and give us everything we want to get the tro- the, the the treaty you need to go back home to to your American press and look like a conquering hero. And Reagan got up and walked away from the table and called their buff bluff at Reykjavik. And about a year and so later, what happened is uh, Gorbachev is sitting in Washington D.C. at the White House signing the most, at the time, momentous disarmament treaty in the history of the Cold War. So I could see the North Koreans kind of like, you know, maybe we gave it, maybe we gave up, uh, maybe we gave it up a little too early here. And maybe we need to negotiate a little bit more of a prenup here before the wedding night. I kind of could see that going on. So I I could see that. This is kind of Pompeo's thing is North Korea, right? This is, he's been like the face of this. So if it blows up in his face here, I could see Trump needing a scapegoat. Mike Pompeo, see, he wouldn't want to be you. But John Bolton, oh no. John Bolton will take his stapler all the way to the basement of the White House before he walks away, Todd. I can promise you that. Uh, that That's absolutely true. I can't disagree. He, he I mean, my goodness. Uh, it, he's been the... The most obvious choice for a, a cabinet and a Republican administration for how long? And it just hasn't worked. I mean, this guy's clutching the precious hard right now. <laughs> Mitt Romney will run for president in either 2020 or 2024. Sell. Sell. He has, he has no base. And, I mean, you can see it right now in... Um, He's going to win, but what's going on in Utah is not the coronation that he thought. Um, sell, no way. Yeah, sell, uh, if for nothing else, the guy who wouldn't eat the chicken sandwich does not have the moral fiber and or the sense of showmanship it would require to go mano a mano that long with Donald Trump. No way. And you have, and like I said earlier, the same thing that applies to Rubio with Nikki Haley applies to people like Mitt Romney. I mean, that photo of her getting up yesterday in that pretty skirt and in those pumps and just showing them the back, the back of me hand on the way out the door to all those dudes, like a boss, okay? That's a woman, if she had, if she, her, I don't know that her beliefs are that much different from Romney's or Rubio's for that matter. But she totally gets the stagecraft aspect of yeah. this that they would not. She would not have only eaten a chicken sandwich. She'd have bought a damn Chick-fil-A. She'd have been cooking chicken sandwiches there in her st- native oh, yeah. South Carolina. All right. And, and I mean, she'd have been feeding Chick-fil-A to homeless people in South Carolina. If she gets the stagecraft part of this. And I think that has really boxed in people like Romney and Rubio and others that sort of appeal to that wing of the conservative movement is that she, because she gets the statecraft, she gets, she gets, she's got some showmanship. She can bring in some, she's the one that can bring some of our people with her to that wing of the movement. Whereas Rubio has probably alienated too many people on immigration and every, and the, and the word is out. Romney's a mangina. Everybody knows that. She is everything. Well, we aren't in, to domestic policy, but in terms of the image, the persona, and certainly in terms of uh, foreign po- policy, she is everything people were hoping yes. Sarah Palin yes. was. That's, that's a good analogy. P- uh, Romney is, it's that scene in The Dark Knight where the Joker walks in and uh, who's the Asian guy that's their money guy is on the yeah, closed circuit television. Goes, that one... That one's a squealer. I know the I know the squealers when I see one, and that one that one's a squealer. Everybody knows that's Romney. Everybody knows I smell chicken. Everybody knows that when he walks in. There's no there there. He has nothing. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows in the end Rubio will cut a deal that's best for Rubio. He'll give the right speech, say all the things we want to say, and then go cut a deal with the system. Nikki Haley is whoever's advising her politically or maybe it's her own instincts maybe it's a combination thereof but dude it is like watching someone just fulfill every 
one of our right-wing bucket list fantasies when it comes to foreign policy. And the visual yesterday of her turning around and walking out, see ya wouldn't want to be ya. Man, couldn't write that better. Couldn't contrive that better if we tried. All right. Uh, Democratic Party will cease to exist before the Republican Party. I would have not entertained. I, I did not entertain this for a nanosecond two weeks ago. <laughs> I, I I can't believe what I'm saying. I still think the odds of this are no way because the the pull and lure of identity politics is a it's a form of idolatry, and it makes it very hard to break away from the groupthink when your identity is wrapped up into something. It's hard to see things for yourself. So still more than likely, the Republican Party's future is much more precarious. I mean, you look at our people are openly, openly hate the GOP leadership. I mean, they're just open about it, open about it, you know. But, guys, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I can't. I, I, I was blown away that not even Chuck Schumer or somebody went to Israel this is an easy one. They, they represent the overwhelming J- Jewish vote in America. This is something that they've all been for as a party all of our lives. Democratic Party has been in favor of this. Bill Clinton, Barack Obama promised to move the embassy. Yep. I mean, earlier today on CRTV, Daniel Horowitz pointed out every Democrat that was in office back in 1995 voted for a resolution recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And the only one that didn't was the guy that used to be the former Ku Klux Klan leader, Robert Byrd. I, I, I don't know. You know I'm very pessimistic about conservatism's future in the country at our current trajectory, right? Um, we've talked about all of that. But just as the majority of the country isn't conservative, man, or even leaning that way, it ain't communist either. They're just running on Iran is magical. Hamas is the victim. We're openly anti-Semitic now. Openly anti-Semitic. We're going to tax the hell out of you and bake the cake bigot. There, there's really not much. Out, there's a reason. That's how you win 15% of the counties. There, there's really not many places in America where that, that dog going to hunt. That message is, I thought I was thinking about this in the plane ride home yesterday. If, if, if I were one of those people that voted for Obama twice and then voted for Trump, and what are the estimates? Maybe it's like, nine, like eight or nine million people did that, something like that. What reason had the Democrats gave me to come back? And I, I couldn't think of one. I couldn't think of one. They have, they, have, they have taken the most alienating position possible even when they don't have to. They, this they, is they, like this is, ahead, Aaron. this is like American Airlines trying to win your business back by flying an airplane into your house. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. I, I I I am flabbergasted watching this, and in the end, you just come to the conclusion. No, as we've said on our show for years, going back to before you guys worked here, no man can rise above his own worldview. They can't help themselves. They have been taken over by neo Marxists, and a Marxist is going to Marxist. And, and you're seeing why a Louis Farrakhan protege nearly became their, who walks around with no borders shirts, nearly became their party chairman. They are offering the American people nothing. It, it, he, I'm going to reverse myself on the whole Avenetti, Stormy Daniels things. They actually need to stick with that. I think that's the only hope they have. They, they are incapable of wooing people on any issues at all. They just have to hope enough people just hate Donald Trump, the person, because they're, they offer you nothing else unless you are a full-fledged devotee of their own Marxism, Todd. You know what's fascinating about this? It's one of the most fascinating things that we've ever talked about in this show. You understand cultural uh, uh, total depravity theologically as well as anybody in, in this political sphere. You have talked about it in terms of its cultural consequences f- for now a decade, you, you know, predicting this is where this goes. 
you understand it personally in terms of your own personal life and what you'd have to overcome. But when you're talking about in this moment, just I can't believe what I'm seeing. And that's why I've said on the show multiple times, I'm always trying to, you know, when I have a crazy thought of what might happen, I listen to it way harder than this. Because now that we are seeing unvarnished total depravity right here before the, the cult is here mm-hmm. it's it is everything we theorize yes, that everybody said we were too crazy yes, for believing is now but, out in the open but once it even though you knew it was coming once it's here and you're seeing it with your own eyes it is still unbelievable it it to 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 behold it uh I, that, I'm and I want to make the point. I, I'm with you, and it, you can't. You, the rational mind that brought you to predicting it, it can't keep up mm-hmm. in the current moment once it's here because it's 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 not rational. You try you. It, it, this is why it. We are talking about uh, the only thing that can save us at this point is revival because this is beyond rationality it is beyond reason we are dealing with cosmic forces of good versus evil and and this is not good for us as conservatives it's great for the republican party but it's not good for us as conservatives because we're at a point now there is no our, our buddy horowitz tweeted earlier today that every republican candidate on the primary ballot last night that voted for the omnibus nationwide won that every Republican incumbent that voted for the omnibus, they all won. Guys, I was tweeting about this on my way back home yesterday in the airport, sitting around thinking. When one side is literally telling you, I am going to end every way of every way of your life if you let me. Like I'm not even gonna let you have like your top your sector. I'm not even gonna let you have it in your state or in your home. I will end end you i will you, end you like your father yes are now mine. i sit here and think is now i'm working on a book about how that we have no future in the republican party i'm working on this book as we speak and if the election were held yesterday i might have been tempted to do something i've not done since 2004 and that is vote straight ticket republican strictly out of self-defense not self-defense I mean, what do I say to my kids in 10 years? Well, I guess, well, the Republicans screwed us on the omnibus, so that's why we, had, we let the communists take over. I, this is not good for us as conservatives, what has happened to the Democratic Party. Because we, we have no accountability now. None. We're the dude who, in high school, who somehow man, ma- managed to land a chick way too hot for us. And she's very aware of it. She can do whatever she wants to us. Because we know we, we, we can't get a better deal anywhere else. That's who we are right now. Or you're the freshman, or we're the freshman sophomore girl that the star quarterback in high school who's a senior decides to date. And we all know, gentlemen, there's only one reason for that, right? You'll do whatever he asks because he's the star quarterback. In other words, in both of the scenarios I just laid out for you, we, have no, we don't have any of the leverage. We have no leverage. We're unevenly yoked here. And, and, and we can't even threaten the Republicans with, well, then go lose. Because they don't care if they lose. They're trying to lose right now. If it weren't for Trump's, what Trump is doing, what the hell are they doing? It's funny watching McConnell tweet out how many circuit court judges of Trump he's appointing. While the Trump White House points out only 40% of our nominees have been confirmed. <laughs> That's where we are. McConnell's like, we are doing a great job a great job with Trump's appointees. The Trump White House is like, they're doing a crap job of confirming our appointees. (laughs) A guy, most of us, even if we voted for him, we're like, I don't trust this guy at all. Right now is the only asset we have. Think about that. That, You want to know how low our stock is in terms of leverage? The only leverage point politically we as conservatives have right now is the Trump presidency. Tell me where else we have any leverage to impact the system. Name a, name, name it. Name it. Well, what about Texas? Okay, they'll do something cool. They'll throw it in a federal court and some federal judge in three minutes will say, you can't do that. And we're back to, you see what I'm saying? We're back to square one. I know, I know it sucked that Trump gave him $500 million at Planned Parenthood last month. Did we rip him a new one for that? Damn yeah. right we did. 
Yesterday, they decided they're going to use Title 10 to take $50 million of Planned Parenthood's money away. Now, that's a drop in the bucket in $500 million, but then I went and looked it up. This is like the only time a Republican president has actually ever defunded Planned Parenthood. Ever. Ever. So when you're... When we... In the land of the blind, bro, one-eyed man is pretty king. When you're the one-legged man at the ass-kicking contest, you're undefeated, bro. All right? That's where we're at. He is our only leverage point in this system. We have nowhere else to go. Nowhere else that we can enact any change we believe in anywhere except the Trump presidency. Tell me, please, please tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. No, not wrong. Not wrong at all. And, and this is a presidency that is just as likely to embarrass you for a month by lying about hush money to porn stars as they are to do something, as they are to make history like they did this week. Yeah, I, I can... We're in, a, we're in a tough spot yeah, here. We just talked about this last week. With, with Going back to John McCain for a second. When, when I did not vote for John McCain, it's because he, I just felt he just flat out didn't deserve to win. Four years later with Romney, and I, lo- I loathe Romney every bit as much as McCain uh, for multiple reasons. But you had four but, years of seeing what but Obama I voted for him, do. and then I yeah. decided I just can't let him win. And that's the one. We just talked about this last week about whether we would vote for Trump today. And, I, and Aaron and I uh, said no. But yeah, in two years, I could see myself doing it for that reason. Like I, I, whatever we're faced with, whatever alternative, like I, I simply cannot let that win. Now I also, but I obviously didn't come to that conclusion with Hillary Clinton. So who knows? Uh, because we had, well, there was nothing to know what Trump would do. And if you looked at his life up until that point, what are the odds that he would keep any of the promises that? Because is promise keeping kind of Trump's thing in his life? Well, the previous seven years on this planet, and he's still got no. a lot of work to do. He on does. That there's no question about that. But the bar is so low. Yeah. He's like, I, I say this as someone who was never Trump the entire election. And I, and I, I chose to be never Trump during the election with, for the same value system. I'm, I'm going to make the point I'm about to make right now. The same, the same convictions that, can, that compelled me to take that stance there, that back then are what's going to compel me to say this now. And that's just calling balls and strikes and keeping it real, yo. We have gotten as conservatives... We have gotten more out of the Trump presidency in a year and a half than I believe we would have gotten in eight years from McCain or Romney, and certainly more than we got in eight years under George W. Bush. I don't think that's up for the debate. I, I don't think I don't think that's up for the debate at all. And so, when when we as a movement, our only political leverage, our only real instrument to enact change in the system, is a guy who decided he needed to even talk. He needed to even talk to conservatives like me for the first time in 2013, after 70 years of supporting everything we opposed. And like I just said a few minutes ago, he is every bit as likely to end up lying to you about whether he bribed a porn star as he is to move the embassy to Jerusalem. That is a precarious position. Throw in the fact the other party now is openly communist. And then if you're a Republican in some place like Illinois or Massachusetts, you can get away with being neo-communist. And people are like, well, it's still better than the open communist. The, Trotsky's better than Stalin. Mensheviks are better than the Bolsheviks. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. This is where we are. And yet with all of those advantages, the Democratic Party is doing everything it can to minimize itself. Cult's got a cult. You probably, I probably gave that question more time than you thought when you asked it originally. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't even remember what... Oh, yeah, it was that one. Uh, let's start to go through these a little bit uh, quicker. A non-Republican or Democrat will win the presidential election before the year 2032. Bye. I can bye. make an argument that one just did. He just used the Republican Party yeah. as a platform. Yeah, yeah. yeah bye. Uh, let's see. We're going to have a, at some point in the future, military intervention with North Korea before they denuclearize. Doesn't mean this time around, at some point in the future, they're not going to denuclearize until there's some sort of military intervention. I'm going to sell. I, I, I think this is a Gorbachevian moment. I've come to that conclusion. I'm selling, but not because I hope it's Gorbachevian, but I think it, this has just been uh, the ultimate in uh, proxy 
uh, war uh, straw man. I, I, I just, I, I think this is going uh, to go away because the powers that be have decided uh, that show has run its course and it's time for or a new one. Israel will take control of the Temple Mount before 2024. So. 2024. So. Iran's regime will fall, making Turkey the leading state sponsor of terror by the year 2028. Bye. Bye. Making Turkey? Yep. Yep. I'll buy the whole. I'll buy that entire. Who who submitted that? That was me. That's brilliant. I'm buying it. I, I think you can see Irwin Ir- already is making the play to be the new, uh, the new Ayatollah Khomeini, the new Assad senior, the new fulcrum of Islamic radicalism. You can already see he's making his play. Uh, I'll sell. Uh, th- that would be such a departure from um, its, you know various links to the uh, economic uh, uh, union um, I that's exactly why he's the perfect one to do it he bribed his people with some level of prosperity first as opposed to economically putting them down the way the Iranian regime has yep. and now he's got all kinds of rope to use it to hang as many non as many kufar well, as he could possibly if, can he's already if, made Turkey great again Yep. if that happens Europe is even in worse shape than we think it is. Oh, I, I think Europe's going to help him do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is my point. Yeah. 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 Uh, a Mexican cartel allied with a terrorist organization will attempt a coup on the Mexican government in the next 10 years. Bye. Tell me why. Um, everything uh, Daniel Horowitz has uh, been uh, telling us about, and the, these are the big question marks I have about you know, post-Jerusalem. There's, there's, there's no way... That the uh, the whole the home front here gets away unscathed with this move. I mean, some plan is okay. going to be put into motion. All right, I'll buy. Everyone who was killed off in Avengers: Infinity War will return in Avengers Four. I'm going to buy, but ah. I think some of it will be in like flashbacks, things oh. of that nature. Like I think Loki's really dead. I think Loki's yeah. really dead. I think Gamora will be brought back. I think they will say that her soul is locked in the Soul Stone as the trade that her that Thanos made. And I could even see the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie sort of being like Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, where they had to get his his chakra, whatever it was, and bring it back to Vulcan. I could almost see them trying to retrieve the Soul Stone as the plot line for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 to bring back Gamora. I think she will be brought back. I think Loki's dead. Um, I think Heimdall is dead. Um, Who's Heimdall? He's oh, the, yeah, the gatekeeper yeah, yeah. of the Bifrost. Yeah. I think, but I think all the Avengers you saw die at the end will all be brought back. Of... I'm going. I agree with everything there, but I think someone else will die. Yeah, there's some one or two other major characters. Like I could see Iron Man. The cost of bringing them back will will cost somebody else because sacrifice was sort of the the the, the subtext of the whole plot line, right? And so I think I could see Iron Man, who's you know Robert Downey Jr.'s contract is coming to an end. I could see whether it's Iron Man or Chris Evans as Captain America. Um, I could see one or both of their lives being what the cost is to undo what Thanos did. Well, I think did. both of them are going to uh, die as well. But I, I, I think everybody who disappeared, uh, there's, I, they all, they didn't all disappear on the same terms. So I don't think, I think some of, they might all come back, but not of all of them are going to come back permanently. Uh, Infinity War will win at least two Oscars. So. I'll buy that. I think when you look at set design, cinematography, special effects, things along those lines, I could buy that. Yeah. So the Oscars are just totally insufferable now and will not reward that movie for anything. I think they just were so sickened. I mean, it has, it, it's just gotten terrible after Lord of the Rings. They, they, they look back, we look back on that as you, you recognize excellence even when it had elves and, and magic and things like that. And they looked at themselves like, never again. We just can't do that. We hate ourselves. Uh, there will be, in the coming years, a decided backlash to political correctness amongst the major programmer or the programmers of the major networks. So, why? 
uh, because I think if they were going to do it, they would have done it now. Instead, you have Disney saying to Roseanne, "Your rating, we yeah, don't care about I your know. ratings, but we're tired of the pro-Trump stuff." I, I think what's likely to happen with the cord cutting going on, and that, and it's, and if I don't have the the biggest impediment to any cre- creating any new network is is distribution. Okay. The technology, even to do it really well, is expensive, but not nearly as expensive as it was 10 years ago. Distribution's always the biggest thing, meaning can I get Time Warner, Comcast, DirecTV, Dish Network? Well, now with everybody cutting the cord, it's much easier to get on Hulu, much easier to get on Roku, much easier to get on Amazon Fire, much easier to get on PlayStation View. They're, they're looking, those people are looking for content providers now. In order, Netflix, et cetera, they're looking for content providers to justify more options to get people to cut the cord from the mainstream legacy distributors. And so I I think what's more likely to happen is you're going to see more alternative outlets created to the mainstream ones than the mainstream ones will will back down. It goes back to what you said yesterday. I'm just going to follow total depravity to its total end. Yeah, they're they're already willing to put out programming that will lose them money. I I don't believe a cult's gonna cult. Yeah, I agree. Um, the the Roseanne news is just, and I always have to. I, I sat there talking with fellow journalists. If you want this to survive fiscally, you have got to put your bias aside. They they can't. They won't. The same thing here. And. It, that took that was hard for me again when you see it with your own eyes and they they basically like the joker in uh the dark knight go back to that again they will burn that big yes. pile of money just because yeah. that's how they roll I, I would be i'd be willing to bet that when roseanne originally pitched this idea of bringing the show back and being openly pro-trump i would bet money the management at abc disney agreed to this believing that there's, it would fail yes and they, and they could have that talking point to say, yes. nobody wants this. Yes. The fact that it is blowing up, you have to understand the way these people think. And they don't believe, they don't believe we're real. They don't believe we're real people. Go look at the Super Bowl ads after the 2016 election. Because you have to have a lot of those have to be done months, or, months in advance. Because it costs like $20 million to get 60 seconds of the Super Bowl. You know, and so you got to make sure all you, that's not a decision you make like at Christmas. Yeah, I guess we'll run a Super Bowl ad in February, guys. All right. So months in advance, they all thought Hillary was going to win. Go watch those Super Bowl ads after the 2016 election. They thought all of America was the 15 percent of counties that she won. It's rainbow colored this LGBT that it's, you know, gender doesn't matter. This same love that. They they believe they're most of the world. I don't believe they'll change. And I love that ABC owned by Disney. <clears throat> Thanks. Oh, I, you know, I the ones Ke- who think, who can we make gay in this show is now thinking this is too political. I, I read an interview with Kevin Agandi, who's a sports center anchor, who's working with Sage Steele, who's one of the only out conservatives at ESPN. They're taking over for woke, what Clay Travis nicknamed Woke Center what they were doing with Jamel Hill who's an open race baiter and the other guy I don't even remember and um, they asked Nagandi if uh, they thought politics did in his predecessors he's like oh no I no I don't think we were too political here at ESPN at all but I just want you to know we're not going to do any politics at all in this new sports center <laughs> and I'm just going to give you the highlights so we don't think it hurt us at all but we want you to know I only have this job because the previous people who turned this into a political show got canned and I'm going to therefore because I'd like to keep it we're going to do the exact opposite of we did but of course politics had nothing to do with it at all all right, uh, a few sports ones real quick, and then we need to get to some uh, listener-submitted ones. The Pac-12 will cease to exist before the Big 12. So, or I mean, buy. I'll buy that. Really? Yeah. Wow. I okay. think they're in real trouble. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. That's why. I, that's why I put that out there. But yeah, that surprises me still. I think the Big 12 could go to the Arizona schools, for example, <clears throat> and say, "Look at the look at the amount of money we're making over here now. Bring Colorado back." Yeah, I, <clears throat> I could see the Big Ten saying, you know, it's only a few hour flight. And West Virginia is making Big 12. Work. Yeah, and, and, you know, our demographics in the Midwest are dying. And we want that recruiting base out West. I could see the Big Ten saying to the, the elite academic schools in the Pac 12, like a, well, Stanford's a private school, but a UCLA, others that are elite public universities, I could see them saying, come on over, the water's fine. I think Pac-12 is in more trouble than the Big 12. I'd have never said that a couple of years ago, but I, I do think that's true now. No, so. 
Michigan will win a national championship before Ohio State wins their next national championship. It's so hard. You want to, to say bye? You <laughs> no, know you I, want I, to I, do the it. odds. The odds are, are are great on a sell because it's just hard to win a singular one. So I mean, the odds are heavily in favor of sell. The odds are also heavily in favor of Ohio State not winning another one. You know, but so I I will I will sell that. I'll just play. I'll simply play the odds. Yeah, I got to do the same. Can't, it'd be crazy to do otherwise. The Browns will win a Super Bowl before the Buccaneers. Win another one? Because I've already won one, remember. Um, the Browns? No, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers won one yeah. already. Win oh, a no. Super Bowl before the next time the Buccaneers do. So, I, I was confident they finally were beginning to get it. For five minutes. And then, like every other draft pick, I was like, that one's good. Oh, that was, oh. So, I'm going to sell. I'll buy. I'm not putting my hope in the Buccaneers either. Let's go with the Browns. All right. The NFL will allow 18-year-olds to enter the draft in the next 10 years. Sell. Um, yeah, that's that's insane and dumb on so many levels, which why it's going to happen. Bye. All right. A few listeners submitted ones. Let's get through these. We're rapid fire. Jeremy Frankel says, despite what happened last week, Steve's next trip will be still be with American Airlines. <laughs> Only if I have no say in the booking. If I do, that's a negative. Yeah, since based on what he just said, that's the kind of statement he makes he takes to his grave. Yeah, Yeah. if I'm making the booking, it won't happen. Non-hyphenated America says Mitt Romney becomes senator from Utah, and within a month we pine for Jeff Flake. I'm going to buy that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I mean, over under Mitt Romney's Liberty score after one year. I'm putting it at 50%. Taking oh, the over the under. Oh, way under. Yeah. Way under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Matthew, so terrible. Uh, Matthew Shoon says, Steve makes it through a buy, sell, hold list in 2018 without uttering the words, we're done here. I was going to say hard sell before you you talked about what you wanted to do sometime for buy, sell, hold before this episode. I'm actually going to buy that now. All right, I'll buy it. Well, if it... it if it's a buy sell hold episode with a list i'm selling there's no way he gets through based on well there's the, the clear precedent we've established on that i mean that we're done here that's that's definitely going to happen but there's so much more beyond that that could and will possibly happen you stroke any number of things stroke is definitely a possibility yes all right, last one. Constantinos Rhoditis has this. Thank really, you. I was beginning to <laughs> wonder. Has this really, really simple one? If Superman entered the Marvel universe, he could defeat Thanos on his own. Bye. Well, hold on. With the Infinity Stones. Are we in a galaxy? Well, then the cell, because Thanos could alter reality, so we're not with the Yellow Sun. See what I'm saying? Right. He could alter reality, so we're not. And and in the last twenty years, they realized that Superman might be too powerful. And they, and they had to come up with something other than just a kryptonite card. And when they saw how power, how how many comics they sold when crypt, when when uh, Doomsday put him down back in 1992. So in the since since they brought Superman back from when Doomsday killed him, um, they've added magic as one of his other weaknesses now. So it's not just kryptonite, but magic. And so when you're dealing with the mystical occult elements that the stones provide for Thanos, his ability to bend time, um, uh, you know, and um, uh, uh, reality, then no way he could do it on his own. He'd have to sell. Now, would Thanos, would in the opening scene of the movie, before he had all the stones, would Thanos be able to do Superman like he did the Hulk? No way. That's no way. I, wow, you read my mind. I was going to totally segue into that. Why did he pull? I mean, the, the weird guy that I kind of liked that was the Ebony Maw. Yeah, Ebony yeah. Maw. When he said, go let him have his fun, he only had two of the stones at that point. How could he so easily put down the Hulk? How? Well, he's pretty powerful on his own. Uh, number that's one. That's fine, but that was not. I mean, it was easy. Why? I think maybe it's the Hulk is so used to there's a, when you when you are the Hulk, and I used to say this about Tiger Woods. When there's an intimidation factor, 
that adds even more to your dominance. And the intimidation factor works both ways. David Duvall wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't just David Duvall when he was fighting Tiger for number one in the world or Phil Mickelson. It, it wasn't just them filling their depends coming around Amen Corner on a Sunday at Augusta knowing they're up against the guy in the red shirt. The guy in the red shirt knew they were filling their depends too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when you know, when you, can, when you can look your opponent in the eye and you know they're beaten. We're just gonna we're just gonna play out the string here and finish up. It's all but a fit, make it official. Just as they lack confidence, it gives you more. And I think when you're a Hulk, when you're the Hulk and you're used to people just literally devolving into primordial ooze at the very sight of you. Yep. When a guy just walks right up, like he's got the Kumo D old school rap fired up. How you like me now? And he's like, pop. You're like, oh, I, I got to take a punch now. You know, it's, it's, it's UNLV 1991. Undefeated all year. They played Duke in the national semifinals. They beat him in the final of the year before by 40 points. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then they, they hadn't played like a close game all year long. They were maybe the greatest team of all time. And now all of a sudden, Duke's not intimidated with Christian Leitner, who can, who even though he's the white kid with the skater haircut, he's running more smack than Larry Johnson and Stacey Ogman were. He's talking more junk. Bobby Hurley's talking more trash than Anderson Hunt and Greg Anthony. Just everybody assumed because they're the white kids, they were clean cut. That's a stereotypical racist scam. And all of a sudden now, they're in a street fight. And Duke's not intimidated. And, and the game's not over at the 12-minute mark of the second half. And they got to make free throws and convert and not turn the ball over in, in the last four minutes of the game. And they hadn't had to do that all year long. And you, just, and you go back and watch that game. It's a legendary game. UNLV just urinates it down their leg because they had not faced that situation where someone stood up to them. And I think that happened to the Hulk when Thanos just said, let's do this. I'll, I'll, I'll dance. I think it has something to do with the, why the Hulk would not come out of Banner the rest yeah, of the movie. he lost his mojo. I think, oh, no, that's totally the reason. Yeah. yeah, I think he was already, after the whole Ragnarok being in there for so long, I think he was not the Hulk. I mean, I think he was Beta Hulk. Beta Hulk? Yeah. Huh. I don't disagree with that. All right. Go ahead. We're done? Uh, uh, one We're more. done here. One more. <laughs> I needed to say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> one more. Uh, need to get both of you on the record. What do you hear? Laurel. 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 I hear Laurel. Laurel. Why is this a thing? I don't even know I don't what this is. Even I don't know. know what this is. Who is this the like heck? the blue dress? Who the heck hears Yanny from that? What kind of weirdos... <laughs> Exists. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. What does that mean? I don't. It's an old urban legend. Oh, mind. gotcha. Yeah, from before you were born. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. I, I just heard Laurel. Laurel. It's yeah. Laurel. Yeah. Who hears Yanny? Same people who heard Paul is dead. So you're buying Laurel. You're buying Laurel. Um, I'm no. I I'm just telling you what I hear. I'm not playing this game on yeah. this issue. This is this is how Twitter comes to own us. No. I, I'm not buying Laurel either. She might suck. I don't know. I just, that's, I'm just telling you what I heard. I heard okay. Laurel. I hold. I'm going to hold. <laughs> Sometimes the hold is righteous. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in today on Westwood One. Don't forget our television show on CRTV.com. You can watch it today. Promo code DACE. Don't forget, click subscribe here on your, on your podcasting platform. The more of you that do that, the more people find out about us. Leave us a positive review if you have time. Those of you that have done that, thank you. Until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like you.